somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from as Looks for Damas. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. Still to come, the director of Some Divine Influence, Sherry Rigby. Fighting for freedom in the public square, Chuck Barham. And more of her historic mega mix awaits. Taylor Swift. And now, from Times Square, the home of the original ruptured Achilles tendon, here's that Kevin! Ah, uh, wouldn't we call that a bit of a, a low blow? Achilles heel? I don't know. Is it too soon? Hey, you got to love Aaron Rodgers, though. He uh, Of course it is. That's why we did it. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. It, you got to love Aaron Rodgers. He took a stab back at Oberman when he got mocked, said, hey, go get your fifth booster. All right, assignment desk weekend. Let's do it. For assignment desk weekend, I'm Kevin McCullough. Here's a look at the top stories. This week, following the announcement by the Speaker of the House that the Congress would begin procedures of an impeachment inquiry. President Biden, not able to help himself, dropped another false claim about his past. Wait, can can we stop calling them false claims? They're just like pure made up stuff now. It's like a wild imagination, just lies actually, right? That's, okay, that's what I thought. Anyway, this time he made the outrageous claim that he has gained uh, expertise in assessing threats to democracy. And he gained this experience while teaching at the University of Pennsylvania, saying he used to teach political theory there for years. The actual University of Pennsylvania in the actual real world has no record of the president or the former senator from ever teaching even a single class at the university. Here's, here's a tip, uh, President Biden. Not that you asked for it. You didn't. But if you're facing an impeachment inquiry because you continue to lie about things, maybe stop lying about stuff. Might help. Considering the new act of inquiry, Democrats across the board are more openly floating the idea of replacing the Biden-Harris ticket, or as he regularly refers to it, President Harris and the senator from Delaware. The president pictured here being told that the White House kitchen has just run out of mint chocolate chip ice cream Seems undeterred, though, when asked about the inquiry. He told reporters that uh, he knew all about impeachment inquiries when he was top of his class. You know, back when he was teaching political theory at the University of Pennsylvania. In easier-to-understand news, now that the NFL season has begun, the annual rumors of players coming out of retirement have begun to circulate. Former tight end great Rob Gronkowski, pictured here raising his hand and asking Tom Brady if they can go on the merry-go-round just one more time. 
has decided against unretirement for the 2023 season. He was also asked when making a recent media appearance if the six foot five, 250 plus pound specialist was uh, in favor of women playing, or of men playing in women's sports. He quickly shook his head no, then paused for a second and did acknowledge, but you know, most of the guys that covered me, they played like girls. Good Gronk. United Airlines, the airline best known for breaking guitars, was forced to return to New York City with a flight originally headed to Rome. The official cause was listed as a pressurization issue. The plane dropped nearly 28,000 feet in just a matter of seconds. And upon landing, the airline stated, actually to their surprise, that no problem with the pressurization had occurred while the flight was uh, in the air. Upon exiting the craft, however, the flight crew was seen settling up their cash bets, and one was overheard stating, I really genuinely thought that the guy in 3C would be the one to go. New polling is out showing head-to-head -head performance between former President Trump and the senator from Delaware, Joe Biden. Independents now say that the former president is their choice by 62%. When asked their concern at the White House, the president launched into a lecture. He said that he had once taught this very same lecture at the University of Pennsylvania. Just before, his staff turned out the lights and dismissed all the press who were in the room. And finally, the school board of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. You know Gettysburg, historic place. The school board there voted 6-2 to two to renew a biological male tennis coach to resume his duties for the fall season. You see, the biological male tennis coach identifies as female. The board sent a memo to said coach in September of 2022, a year ago, telling him he better maintain his, quote, professional boundaries while using the girls' locker room. Why did they send that? The male had previously engaged girls in discussions related to undergarments and monthly cycles. Because that's what all real, actual female tennis coaches engage their students about, right? The coach was later spotted in seat 3C on a United flight returning from Rome to New York City. When he was asked uh, upon departing the flight what he would do next, he said that he hopes to enroll in the political theory class now being offered at the University of Pennsylvania by a former senator, from Delaware. That's Assignment Desk Weekend, and I'm back, Kevin. First one is always shot in black and white. An unhappy couple in the middle of a fight. She's looking at a photo, he's looking out the window. Raindrops always make things much more sad. That doesn't even rhyme, though. Nobody knows what the fight's about today. But it must be something serious, there's lots of bills to pay. A mildly attractive actress is a must. But not too hot to make the man stumble or lust. 
Prescription drug abuse is actually way worse, so that doesn't really make any sense anyway, but okay. It's mainly soccer moms listening to us, so we have to make it clear that it's the man who things up. I said messed. Three chords and a mid-tempo, found this on BRBO, it's a diversity cameo. Is the cussing in the song? It's safe for the family, positive, encouraging radio. This is every Christian music video. a Bible when he opens up the drawer and somehow now he's in a church from 1864 the moral of the story is it works out in the end cause he tells her that he loves her and he'll never sin again yeah he Okay, is this actually like a really good song for real? What, are we going to be rich from this? Ready or not, we'll be right back. and gentlemen my next guest uh i think originally appeared on one of my radio shows a long time ago uh in fact i believe the the movie was october baby uh and it came kind of at the genesis of what has become kind of the new faith family uh values driven media kind of revolution that has taken place that has continued to kind of roll through modern culture with things like uh, The Chosen and Angel Network and on-demand uh, services like Pure Flix and others. Uh, in fact, the parent network of her new project is Great American Pure Flix. They just merged two groups together to become one. But Sherry Rigby is the uh, director of a brand new TV series, and we can't wait to talk to her about it. Sherry Rigby, welcome back. Hi. 
Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. And I it's love. It's been a love, long love. time since we had that <laughs> chat on that hotel rooftop here in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, but what a great chat it was, right? I think it was like 2012. Wow. Um, so it's been a long time. So what a journey. I've it's raised four lifetime here. kids since then. I, I don't know where all that went. Hey, um, <laughs> that was kind of because October baby in particular was an independently funded and, um, right. you know, the brothers were very young. Nobody knew who they were yet. Uh, they have since mm-hmm. gone on to fame and glory in many, many respective ways, as have you, you've had a number of projects that have done extremely well. Um, Why Divine Influencer? What was it about this project for you that said, I got to be part of it? Absolutely. Well, I think... I think that that's something we all do as filmmakers, or at least I hope we do, is we ask that question, why, right? It's important because making films really takes a lot of time, you know, and time is so valuable. We know we'll never get time back. And so um, this particular why of this movie was because when I lived in Los Angeles, uh, I was inspired by the Dream Center that Matthew and Caroline Barnett had there. And so we always looked at it as the city on the hill. You know, they house 750 people. They served them. It was a Christ-focused uh, recovery program for homeless, drug addicts, uh, sex traffic, whatever it was. But they were pouring into people. They were pouring the message of Christ in. They were sharing redemption, restoration. But ultimately, it was preparation. And why do I say that? Because the people who actually were successful in these programs that went on to see the success in their lives, to stay away from these situations that they've come out of was because they started to serve other people. Years later, as it's morphed, we started to realize like, well, wait a minute, today we're living in a culture that's all about social media and how do we actually influence others and how do we actually do that and do it well? And so we started to ask those questions and that's how Divine Influencer is where it is today and that's how this movie was developed and it's what you're seeing. Yeah, and I, I misspoke when I introduced, I said a series. It is a, an original movie, and uh, Great American Pure Flix is the distributor and producer uh, partner mm-hmm. with Sherry here. Um, you've got one of the real sweethearts from the Chosen series as your lead, and what was it like working mm-hmm. with Laura in this very kind of different environment than what she's been kind of come to be known for in the last few years? Absolutely. Well, Laura was... You know, it was really interesting because we started going through the casting process and we just really started to pray and go, okay, God, who is it that you are going to choose ultimately for this particular role? And um, what we saw with uh, Lada's audition was that we saw a humility and a kind and gracious spirit about her. And what you realize very quickly is she is who who she says she is and how she walks out her life. And so she truly was the chosen, so to speak, one. (laughs) And I'm telling you, Kevin, like she walked on the set and I'll never forget it. She said, you know, I was really going through a lot in my life. Like I didn't know if this was how this was all going to go. I had been acting. I had been doing this, this and this. And you think, well, wait a minute. The chosen is one of the top streaming shows of all time, really series wise. And all of a sudden she comes on and she knocks it out of the park. But the beautiful thing about her is that she was so gracious to everybody on set. She brought them gifts. She would just love on them and share, you know, with them day in and day out. And I couldn't have been more excited to work with her day in and day out. We all just truly believed watching her and Jason Berkey do their chemistry read that God literally hand chose, picked them out to play these characters. There's there's some elements to this movie that are charming and very, very funny. And 
Christians have a terrible time being funny sometimes. Like we, we just, we, <laughs> yeah. we're terrible at it. Um, you're terrible. We're, we're horrible uh, because we're either prudes and we don't, we don't acknowledge that there is an existence to what we are in the midst of that goes beyond us, or we, 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 we don't talk like regular people. Um, what I like about what you've done here is that regular people can see this and understand that a relationship with God and a belief system doesn't mean they become weirdos. They may do things for different reasons than other people do, and they may have very good reasons for doing them differently than the, than the way other people do. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you if you listen to the culture about what they have to say about particularly Christian people, um, they're, they're always put down. They're always made to be kind of doofuses. They're always yeah. made to kind of be the target of everything that's wrong, whether it's cultural, political, academic, that, you know, they're supposedly Christians deny science. There's all these kinds of like labels. Mm -hmm. And what I have found, at least since COVID, that the world is begging for is the truth that Christians hold, which is that there's a there's a purpose to this life. There's a purpose to why we're here. We all have purposes and what we need to do to fulfill that. And mm -hmm. I love the fact that this movie kind of captures some of that in a very charming, a very winsome, in a very funny way. And comedy's hard to do, so well done. Thank you, thank you. Well, I will say I have to give a lot of credit where credit is due to my my uh, writing producing partner, Claire. Is, um, she's so funny. She has me in stitches all the time. Like we have to actually bring it back because, <laughs> you know, but Claire and I actually, as we were working on this movie early on, we had several people tell us that, you know, we're just, they don't do funny. They didn't want funny. And um, we were like, wait a minute, we're, we all have these kind of mishaps in life and they're really funny. And we as human beings should be able to laugh and enjoy and, and But I think um, it gets the curtain dropped better than anything else. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, so my particular congregation we, for the last year, our, our pastor's been challenging us. You know, Jesus mm. talks about being fishermen and he's been saying fisher, fishermen cast a lot. They throw a lot right. of lines out that never come back. And so look for creative ways to become casters, basically, was the message. Right. And so if it, right. it could be something as simple as, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, my, you know, I don't know, was, you know, watch football. No, I, my family and I went to church and we had this kind of interesting discussion about such and such on Sunday afterwards. Mm -hmm. And and like you can work it in in so many ways. And I feel like that if yeah. if we could use the intellectual firepower that we have in, in the creative people that are amongst the faith, the mm -hmm. world could be radically impacted in some significant ways just by taking the opportunity to do it. Absolutely. And I think that is so, it's so powerful that you said that because we want people to get into this movie and watch it and go, I can laugh um, and let people have a really good time. And I mean, plus the pets and, you know, the animals in it. And <laughs> you just like, you, it's a good, it's just fun. It's just yeah. fun. And well, it's so it's, heartfelt. Uh, September 15th, it's premiering on Great American Pure Flix, and um, it will be available there following. And I want you to go see it. It's called Divine Influencer. Uh, Lara Silva from The Chosen is the uh, lead, and you're going to love it. When we come back, I want to touch on one of the cultural aspects of this film, and uh, we're continuing with its director, its esteemed director, Sherry Rigby. Stay here. Ready or not, you'll be right back.
Back to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. And we're back from Times Square. Glad to have you with us on That Kevin Show. Sherry Rigby is my special guest, and uh, she was an actress the last time we spoke. Now she's a director, so we've got to be really, really careful here. Um, <laughs> the most powerful position on the movie set. Um, Sherry, we can get the content that we want, and we can curate it, and we can have what we want, and we can kind of live in our own universe that is of our creation of our making now i don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe that that is inherently bad by itself but something that your storyline really kind of points out is that it can become a myopic existence and that if the world is to really be impacted by those of us who have skills to impact it we're gonna to have to get our nose off that screen every now and then absolutely and that's such a great point because and going back to what you were sharing earlier about being fishers of men, right? That's really what I think this movie is all about. It's the discipleship. It's about going out and how do we actually do that? What God calls us to is to serve him first and then to serve others, to love him first, to love others, right? And so I think through this um, thing we call social media and this platform is to be reminded that we are all influencers in some way, shape, or form. And no matter how big you think your platform is, no matter if you're Taylor Swift or no matter if you're the housewife at home, (laughs) you have the opportunity to influence. And so how do you do it and do it well? And so I think that's the question in this movie is how do you tackle this within your family, within your own life? How are you serving through the influence that you have and do it well, the talents and gifts that you use? Um, And that's really, I think, what we wanted to share with this movie is, you know, Liv Golden didn't lose by the end of the movie that she was no longer an influencer. She actually was just using what God had already given her, the talents and gifts and the love, the passion that she already had. He enhanced it because she found him, number one. And number two, she realized that the true influence came from serving others. And in doing so, she could use what she was given to do it better and do it to serve her community. And you see that. And I think that culturally, we as believers have to ask ourselves the same question. Yeah. Well, what I would love for people that are watching uh, right now to do is, or listening, um, either way, if you're on radio or TV, doesn't matter. Um, But what I'd love for you to do is not only to uh, watch Divine Influencer for yourself, but then to, um, after you've seen it and you've kind of comprehended the, the, the mission of the movie, is invite five or six friends that are anywhere on the faith spectrum, whether, whether they, they haven't crossed over into belief in Christ or not, whether they're living kind of a, 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 you know, an offstandish life to their faith or whether they're somewhere trying to seek a deeper existence. I, I think this is the kind of movie that because of the humor, because of the charm, because of the message, because of the production quality and values and and everything that's attached to it, you can use this to be a discussion starter of great substance to the people that are in your life. And particularly if there are people that you care about from a spiritual perspective, you know, there's Mm -hmm. very few of us, Sherry, that will ever tell our story about how we came to God without mentioning the name of someone who challenged right. us to consider it and to think yeah. um, on some level. And and th- this movie to me, and from the very first moment that I kind of grasped the concept of it, is like, this is, this is exactly what this was meant to do. This is mm-hmm. meant to be that big challenge, but in a winsome way that we don't do enough of. And hopefully uh, people will uh, say, hey, I want, I'm going to wrestle with what you've, you've made me think about here. 
Absolutely. And that's such a great point because we did really try to craft the story in a way that people could come and sit down and go, how is this? You know, they ask themselves those questions, right? They can share it with friends that are on all different spectrums of where they're at as far as their faith goes. But I think the the interesting thing that you just said to Kevin was, you know, with with introducing it to friends and and asking those questions. I was just on with another young woman here not long ago, and she was sharing sharing how after she watched the movie, she actually took a step back and and really wanted to see about some of the things she was doing in her own life what she was actually putting on her own social media, how was she was actually influencing others, but also how she was doing it in a way that was in her community. And, and these are all big questions and they should be something that we're talking more about today. And, and we think that our culture, that the world tells us, cause we see it all in the politics and the news and social right. media and the superstars, they all say, Hey, we're doing it. We're serving all these people. We're so about everybody else. But the reality is, is they're not, they're actually more about themselves and how many likes and comments and shares they get versus how are they actually encouraging sharing and making sure that they're standing for the righteousness of God, the glory of his kingdom first, and then loving others well where they're at. Yeah, that's great stuff. Sherry Rigby, great to see you. Thank you so much, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming back from Times Square. We're having a little fun. Stay with us. Ready or not, we'll be right back. My next guest is very concerned about the marketplace of ideas. In fact, it's one of the reasons why his new project is so important. And we are a proud uh, partner uh, of this uh, project. You can find the Kevin McCullough Library of Products uh, as part of what they do as well. But I want to get into the big picture for what a, a little thing called Freedom Square is all about. Please welcome Chuck Barham. Hello, Chuck. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm glad to have you with us at that Kevin show. Talk to me about Freedom Square. Uh, first of all, we'll get into what it is, but where did it come from? What was the need that you perceived that said we needed to have Freedom Square? I would love to take full credit for it, but it's basically uh, not my credit to take. Uh, I'm part of it, but we've got four other people that really got behind this, including myself as founders. And we saw the direction the country's headed, and after after everything happened in 2020, we said we've got to do something. So we pulled our money together, pushed all in, and decided to build this uh, digital commonwealth called freedomsquare.com, which you can find online or in the uh, Apple Store, the Google Play Store, download the app. And we wanted to make sure that pro-American, pro-freedom people had a home because there's so much misinformation out there. There's so much censorship. We wanted to make a home, a safe harbor for businesses, for resources, for news, for podcasters and shows such as yourself to have a place to call home that you know you weren't going to be censored or shadow banned. So that's why we built freedomsquare.com. So it's more than just news, podcast resources, and a business network. It's a place for pro-American, pro-freedom people to call home. And that's why we've built it. There's no foreign money in it. These are all patriots that have basically quit their jobs and have pushed all in at freedomsquare.com to uh, to build this place for patriots to uh, to call home. 
that is phenomenal on so many levels. And let me ask you, is there a social component to what Freedom Square is? Do people connect through Freedom Square? That is coming right now. What you can do is you log in for free. All you need is your email. We're never going to sell your information. Log in for free. Download the app or you can go online to freedomsquare.com. Uh, put your email in and then you create your own personalized dashboard. Show Oh, you get to show which news sites you want. So when you're following it, there's going to be a main feed that'll show everything. But when you hit the follow button, you select which news sites you want, which podcasters you want to follow, which uh, businesses inside of our business network. And I'm excited to announce that we've partnered with Job Creators Network to build America's Chamber of Freedom. And that's going to be one of the big social components that's out of the gate right now, that if you own a business, you can register your business for free. Profiles for personal use are coming in our next deployment, uh, probably in the next two to three weeks. But right now you can register your business for free and start connecting with people that want to share, uh, you know, that want to spend money with those that share their values because it's incredibly important. We, we saw what happened with Bud Light. We've seen what's happened with Target, with Disney. When us patriots get together and rally, we can do good together. We can also do a lot of damage if we don't feel like you're doing what's correct for our family and for the country. But that's why we've built Freedom Square. So the social component's coming. It's already there in the business world with the business network. And we're excited about the partnership we've established with Job Creators Network. Let's talk about uh, businesses. What, when, when a business becomes part of the network, uh, what are the advantages? How do they, how do they benefit from uh, this community of, of like-minded people? Well, for right now, we can you can register for free. And the, the whole goal is to start connecting the dots. If I need a roofer, I need a landscaper, I need somebody that's going to do my dry cleaning, I need uh, an auto repair place. You're going to be able to go in there and search to find that person that shares your values and start spending money with them. It's also more important, and not more important, but just as important for businesses to know that Kevin's uh, Flower Shop and Chuck's Tie Store should get to know each other, even though they're only four blocks away. Everybody's cloaked nowadays. They're afraid to step out. Well, what's happening is... Is, is our country is crumbling because we're afraid or some are afraid to, to come out in the open and say, look, I don't alone. believe in that. They feel isolated. Right, they do. But there's a lot more of us than them. And that's why we've built Freedom Square. We have to start connecting the dots, unifying and showing business owners that we care. We're going to spend money with them. And business owners need to connect with business owners because strength in numbers. And that's why we're excited about what we're going to be creating with Job Creators Network and the, uh, the Chamber of Freedom for America. America's Chamber of Freedom is what we're building. It's going to be a huge resource library tools for businesses to use. Entrepreneurial uh, skills will be shared with other business owners. So we're building that out. But right now we're in the foundational part of it where we're building out the free businesses can go and list right now at freedomsquare.com. Register your business for free, create your profile and start connecting right now. I don't think it's even questionable that people that are listening or watching know that person after person, organization after organization, uh, have come under threat of boycott, being canceled, et cetera, if they speak positively towards uh, America's freedom or founding principles, et cetera. Um, but you mentioned the, the ability to impact people that uh, violate the American uh, ethic as well. And we saw what happened to Bud Light. We saw what happened to uh, Target. We saw what happened to a number of organizations this last year that kind of thumbed their nose at traditional American values and ideas. Um, I'm anticipating that part of Freedom Square's purpose is to connect people so that when activism is necessary, they're capable of doing it. 
Yeah, that's one of the other deployments we'll have in the future is basically we'll be able to light up networks across America. So if you're in Illinois, if you're in California, you're in New York, and I picked those because all three of them are dumpster fires right now yep. where businesses are suffering. Uh, people that believe in America uh, feel like they don't have a voice. We'll be able to light up a network that says, look, we need your support. These businesses need your support. This school board needs you to rally around them. These parents need your help. That's going to be another component of freedomsquare.com in the future. But right now, it's about making sure that you've registered, you've gotten in there for free, downloaded the app, got your business registered as we start to build out America's Chamber of Freedom. But yes, it's coming. We'll be able to light up a network that you'll be able to go out and deploy with other patriots and other people that enjoy and appreciate the freedoms that we have here in America. And to be clear, um, I, I want people to understand that are watching or listening that um, the idea is that it doesn't matter how small or large your business is. Um, the idea is that we we develop this chamber of freedom so that literally anybody in any neighborhood in any part of the country can find another patriot to do business with, can find someone that uh, has like-minded values that they can support uh, in their business endeavors. And I know personally, Chuck, a number of independent business owners that I'm going to be recommending, hey, you need to go sign up at Freedom Square, because even in the tri-state area here, uh, it could be uh, a real network of support for one another that they don't currently know exists. Absolutely. And that, that's that sphere of influence. If you can register your business or you've got a family member or friend that has a business, tell them and then tell them to tell 10 people. Tell that person to tell 10 people. That's how the wildfire starts. That's how, in a good way, that's how it all begins. That's how it all the grassroots. And that's what we want. Chuck Barham, I appreciate all your efforts and appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Coming right back from Times Square, you know, that dumpster fire. Stay here. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Serving it up with a no-drink minimum. It's that Kevin. From nine VMA awards this week to 230 individual tunes, here's Taylor Swift.
show set world records this year. Her movie that comes out next month has already broken all box office records and it hasn't even appeared yet. And that mashup of her hits is one of the largest mashups ever created. More than 230 Taylor Swift songs all in one piece from Joseph James, the uh, mix master there. Kind of a fun way to end the Music Spotlight stage tonight. Kevin McCullough asking you to be back with us next week for that Kevin show. 